everybody. This is Noelle. And I'm Jenna. And you're listening to More Than Murder, where we delve into everything eerie with a side of true crime. More Than Murder is not your typical true crime podcast. Join us on a weekly tour through the haunted, the bloody, the creepy, and the nutty on our freaky Fridays. Hey, Jenna. Hey, Noelle. Hey, listeners. Yeah, hey, guys. What's up? I was pretending that you guys said hey back for a second. So we are recording today. It is a Thursday, and it is rainy and wonderful. Very good atmosphere for, for like, being, you know, cuddly and wanting to do nothing, so. <laughs> but it's also summer. Yes, it's also summer. It's been quite a summer. My gosh, all chilly and rain. That's There's any fun. summer that I'm glad that I don't have my pool. Oh, Lord. Yeah, let's not talk <laughs> about that. like, oh, God. Spring was hot, almost, sort of, and then. Oh, we've rain. had like 12 different seasons throughout spring yeah. and summer. So. Rain and cold. So I'm just going to get into it because today's episode is going to be a little bit longer and it's, it's dreadful. doozy. It's dreadful. Oh. So first I do want to say that today's episode contains extremely graphic content and listener discretion is advised. Very much so. Very uh, fucking much Yeah, it's much very so. difficult. To listen to and to talk about, to to hear everything. It's difficult. This is a difficult episode. Sensitive little beans, beware. Yes. We're going back to 1979 today in the true crime episode we're doing, talking about two men and the way they brutalized and murdered five teenage girls. Mm. Now, let it be known, I only call them by their last names except for their initial intros. Calling these guys in particular by their first names feels too close for, to comfort, like for comfort for me, I'm way too personal. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm last like, name type of person. Just, unless they they have like a nickname or whatever, I usually call the victims by their first names and the perpetrators yes, by. Yes, yes, yeah. Unless same. they have like a nickname, like Bug Bugs or whatever. Yeah, you know? same, same. So, we are going to be talking about the toolbox killers. Yeah, it's just as awful as it may sound to you guys right now if you are not familiar with this case. So we're going to start with Lawrence Bittaker. Bittaker was born September 7th in 1940 in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He was actually adopted into the Bittaker family. Oh. Yes. His father's work took them all over the U.S. They went from PA to Florida to Ohio and then permanently residing in California. I didn't read um, anything about having like his family being abusive i actually read this whole chart on murderpedia did you know they had these charts it's sometimes it's really it's really nice to have i'll have to show you after i'll show yeah, you yeah i don't know um and it shows like a questionnaire of like pretty much his health history and like his early life and it said sexually abused no physically abused no bullied no so he had pretty good home life Huh, okay. It wasn't like he was in a really bad adoption situation. Yeah, and it wasn't like, you know, others that we've done where it was literally like you could see it coming yes. type of thing. So he did eventually drop out of school at 17 and got in trouble with the police for a hit and run, Ooh. auto theft, and evading arrest. Mm. This landed him in the California Youth Authority, which we've heard about before in some of our other episodes. I can't remember with who. But that was until he was 19. Mm-hmm. 19? Straight. Yeah, yeah, instead of 18. Huh, I'm yeah, not sure. Usually 18, you're an adult, yeah. and that's when you're um, kind of done. Unless they got the info wrong and literally hit an error and nobody edited it, and it's supposed to be 18, and it said 19. It's very possible. Or he just got, he was 17, and he got sentenced to like two years or something. Yeah, you know? something like that. After that, I don't even really get into it much because literally he is in and out of jail and prison 
Till he's like 38 years old. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Can, yeah, makes sense. For things like robberies, shoplifting, more auto theft. Uh-huh. He stabbed someone because I guess the story was that he was shoplifting. I didn't put this in the notes, but I do remember it. He was shoplifting and when he went to exit, an, an employee like tried to stop him and he like stabbed the employee or something. Oh my God. Yes. And then he committed another hit and run. In the meantime... Doctors and psychologists at prison, at the prisons and jails. At prison. At prison. Yeah, in the prison, at prison, whatever. Yep, yep. They gave Bittaker multiple diagnoses. Diagnoses? Diagnoses? Diagno- diag- diagnoses? <laughs> That's what it looks like. Kind of, diagnoses. Yeah. For psychosis, paranoid you know, things, a yeah. classic sociopath. Uh-huh. I also read somewhere that he did have an IQ of 134, which is pretty weird because that's high, and this guy is just sick. I mean, a lot I, of the high I IQs know. are sick people. I know. Why is that, do you think? I don't know. What's the correlation? Like where the level the brain is working on, maybe? It's just I'm not weird. sure. Because, yeah. You I mean, would think that, that would be abo- they'd be above that, you I know, remember. and that would be a lower IQ that would do th- yeah, you know, yeah, no, yeah, no, it's opposite. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. So in one of his last prison stays, before the atrocities commenced, one of his doctors, named Dr. Markman, said, quote, that Bittaker was bound to escalate his behavior, moving on to more serious crimes. He was a highly dangerous man with no internal controls over his impulses, a man who could kill without hesitation or remorse. Bittaker later reinforced this, um... Sermission by telling a cellmate someday that he planned to be bigger than Manson, which at the end they actually say Manson doesn't the way Manson acted because he didn't really do anything himself. No, he got it, everyone else to do it for him. It literally doesn't compare to this guy. Oh no, to this guy's depravity. Like, yeah, uh, it's just crazy. Happens Dis- a lot. Mm-hmm. Despite the doctor's concerns, of course, always <laughs> Bittaker was released shortly after in 1978. So at this point, he's 38 years old. Like I said, he's pretty much spent most of his life committing crimes and being locked up. In and out of. Mm-hmm. Yep. While he was there being locked up, you know, this last time, he met his future accomplice, Roy <laughs> Norris. They always meet in fucking lockup. Yep. And you got a lot of time. You have a lot of time to talk Mm -hmm. and plot Mm -hmm. and plan. Mm -hmm. So Roy Norris. Norris was born, luckily, not February 1st, because that's my birthday, but February 2nd. Okay. Eight (laughs) years. Second. Eight years after Bittaker in 1948. Okay. In Greeley, Colorado. When he was 17, he also dropped out of school, but Norris actually joined the Navy. And he went to Vietnam for four months in 1969, but it was a non-combat position. It was actually, like, working as an electrician or something. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That and uh, that's where he found his love for the good old Mary Jane, which, of course, in all these older articles, they seem to, like, blame the Mary Jane. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, you're bonkers, well, if anything. Well, also the, the dropping out of school thing. My father dropped out of school. I know, school. yeah. Like, a lot of people did that back in the day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was a lot... I feel like it was a lot bigger than it is nowadays. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, yeah, definitely. People dropped out of school. I think that they mention it because 
for these guys, it wasn't just, I'm going to drop out of school and go work. It was, I'm going to drop out of school and commit a bunch of fucking crimes. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so that's probably like, there's there's two different types of dropouts. You know, you got yeah, the dropout yeah. that just doesn't do school and they yeah. want to get on with their life. And then you got the dropout that's like, I'm doing crime now. And <laughs> drugs. I mean. And drugs. drinking my ass off. Cause that's drugs what, and drinking were probably a part of my drugs, <laughs> if we're being honest. Well, but. drugs, of course, in the time period. He, he joined sure. the military. Shortly after, so yeah, that kept him yeah. on the straight and narrow for a bit. For a bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So um, when he came back, that's when he started to get into trouble. As opposed to Bittaker's love for theft in cars, Norris was more into assaulting women. So now, it's kind of a match made in Twisted Heaven. Yeah, which it's funny because if you've seen the pictures, which will be on the blog, Bittaker is a scary. Oh, looking he's dude. Rotten he looks looking. rotten, insane, awful, mad, and just disgusting. He, yeah. I would not want to walk past this person in no. real life. I would not no. want to be in a room with him or a bus or anything like near this person. Nope. But Roy Norris looks more like a normal looking guy. He does. Yeah, he's got the glasses, a big smile. It looks like a happy dude. Yeah. And yet he's the one who is more into assaulting women and not. Bitteker in the beginning, like, yeah, for that. Yeah, Although, you know, women don't always report. I mean, rightfully so. And you never know if especially, maybe Bitteker just didn't get in trouble or caught for yeah, doing those things. True. You I know? mean, especially in the day. Yeah, he Still very we well could have. But nowadays it's a little more accept. Like, yeah. Society's a little more accepting than it was, you know, back then. So who knows? Mm-hmm. Especially with, like, robberies and things like that. You know, if he's breaking into people's houses or something. And sometimes the less desirable, as they put it, you know, mm-hmm. the, the yeah, sex what workers they and things like that. You know, if they yeah. were forceful towards them, they're not they going to tell a soul. They can't. They have, who are they going to tell, exactly. you know? So he attacked a woman in her car and attempted to rape her, for which he was arrested. Three months later, while out on bail awaiting court for that arrest, Norris knocked on some woman's door and asked to use her phone. Apparently, she said no, because obviously, That's why I don't answer my door. I know, right? If someone knocks and I don't know you're coming and it's not FedEx or UPS, (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't answer the door. I know. It's just ridiculous what we have to think about all the time. Sean answers the door. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I no, Mm -hmm. no, no. I just let my dog bark. So, after she says no, he continues to break into the home through a couple different windows. Uh Luckily, the woman had already alerted police, and by the time Norris was able to make an entry, they were there to stop him from harming her. Oh, that's surprising. I know, that's mad quick. Maybe they lived right around the corner or something. Still. I know, from our experience. Yeah. That doesn't happen. No. (laughs) No. At this time, Norris was still in the Navy, and they had had about enough of him. They already had previously noted that he had, quote, severe schizoid personality and gave him an administrative discharge. Yeah. They're like, fuck yeah. this. You gotta Bye. go, buddy. You gotta go. You're sitting out here fucking assaulting women. And I was gonna say something, but we're not gonna get into that anyway. Involving, you know, military and oh, stuff. Yeah. yeah. So we're not gonna get into that. Anyway. No. Now... While waiting for court still for all these assaults, he assaulted yet another young woman. Jesus Christ. She was a student of San Diego State College, and that's where Norris found her. 
It said that he straight up tackled her from behind, like in the middle of campus, struck her with a stone, and then repeatedly slammed her head into the concrete sidewalk. He's violent. He is extremely violent. He's, vi- he's not just, It's you know, scary. And rape is violent anyway. Uh, this, yeah. is, this is very brutal. They're right. physical. He was locked up for this, I assume, without bail, and he spent five years in the Atascadero State Hospital and was listed as a mentally disordered sex offender. Atascadero. Atascadero. Yeah. Mentally disordered sex offender. I, I tried reasoning with that in my head, and I was like, aren't they all, all of them? But I suppose there are men who have been listed as sex offenders if they've, like, taken a pee at a park. Yeah. You know, yeah. and didn't intend for a kid to walk up around or yes. whatever. Yeah. So I suppose, then I was like, oh, okay. I guess I can see how there are different levels there are classifications. and yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But, because God forbid, be let out. <laughs> well, we'll get there. But God forbid, you know, I had to pop a squat in a park or something and some fucking family... You know, I'm on a hike, you know, and some family walks around. I think we're alone, and there's fucking kids and parents, and I'm like, oh, shit. Now yeah. I'm a sex offender. Like, <laughs> See, that one's really tough for me. It is. That one is really I mean, tough. It's like... Obviously, if you're at a playground, and you're ooh. whipping it out and going to the bathroom... It's a gnarly ooh. spider. Yeah, he's fast. Yeah, he is. move my bag. I don't really want him coming over towards me. You can stay there. I don't think he's but... gonna. I don't even see him anymore. He's gone. I ain't gone. He went quick. Well, no, he ain't gone. He's just missing. (laughs) Okay, spider alert. (laughs) All right. So, but yeah, anyway, you know, if you're at a playground, obviously don't 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 whip it out and go to the bathroom. Don't whip out your willy to take a pee. No, like hold it. You know, hold it if you're at a park in the middle of of the open. But like if you're on a hike or something, you know, I can't say that I've never... Had to use the bathroom in the fucking woods. I mean, know? even like, like fishing, and we're yeah. far away, and I have to pee, so I go to the car and I open the door. Mm-hmm. You know, like exactly. I, sometimes you gotta pop a squat, guys. I love that we live in the country because you don't know how many we have specific back roads that we will go down if I have to go pee. Yes, like, yes. And we're like going on a specific route, uh-huh. and yep, you just open both sides of the passenger uh-huh. doors, and then you go right in the middle, and it's all good. I also feel like men. Ooh, squeak. I also feel like men are predisposed because it's so easy. Yeah. So a lot of men will literally just pee anywhere. I know. They'll just pee anywhere. I know. Like because they literally can just like boop and pee, <laughs> and who knows if that's just something that's kind of taught and ingrained and something. I don't know. You know, they just. I mean, when we were cave people, we were always peeing everywhere. It didn't yeah, matter. it didn't matter. I mean, so. it might have mattered because sense, and you want to don't want things to track you and things. Oh like well, that. yeah, but they might have been matter, even yeah. smarter yeah. than that. Anyways, we got off track there a little bit. Fucking always so, do. Five years later, he ends up being released on probation and listed as someone who, quote, would bring no further damage to others. Bullshit! Okay, so the guy who literally was arrested for assault then continued to commit violent assaults all while waiting for court. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's not a danger to anyone all of a sudden after five years, no, right? No, he's got mental problems yeah. from an evaluation that you can see. Five years is not long enough Mm-mm. to rehabilitate. No. You can't rehab... In my opinion, with this type of person, this is not rehabilitative. There's just no. It's hard because he was... So he was in the mental hospital. Mm-hmm. Same as Ed Kemper. Mm-hmm. 
And they let him out because he was changed. Oh, I know, but he also convinced them. Well, that's what I'm saying. This guy probably yeah. might have been able to convince them, too. But it's just like... By what, doing the work and doing the therapy and, and being involved, like, you know? What makes, like... But also, so he's... He was 19 when he did this stuff about... Yeah. Ish. Um, Kemper was in that mental place because of his grandparents and he was 15. Well, yeah, he was a lot younger. Yeah. And so that that also I think has a has a part that it plays. Definitely, yeah. But like these are violent assaults on people that he doesn't even know. Like Kemper was, was you know, his grandparents. Yeah. It got heated, you know. Like these are just strangers. I know. And I they, know. just what what are they thinking? It's what are what they, they do? thinking? They did it with Gacy when I he know. first went away. You know, they found that he was mentally unstable he had these issues he was not going to change and mm-hmm. they saw that but they still let him out mm-hmm. and it was fine but it wasn't and it's fine like, uh, oh god it's terrible anywho literally three months later he does it again it's like hindsight <laughs> i know it now but it's like they wanted this stuff to happen for history mm-hmm. You know, because all of these lives could have just been saved by one easy thing. Yep. Locking them up. Because mm-hmm. with giving what, them actual mental health. What ends up happening? I don't know if Bitteker would have done it all by himself. Like probably he not. Got no. Accomplished. They, they made a plan. They egged each other on. Filling and, holes that the other yeah. didn't have. Yeah. So I don't think this would have happened if it was just one of them and yeah. not the other. Yeah. They used each other to get what they needed. Uh huh. So this time he was watching a 27-year-old woman arguing with her boyfriend while he was riding his motorcycle around at Redondo Beach. He decided to try to be her knight on shining motorcycle oh. and stopped to offer her a ride, which, of course, this smart girl was like, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I, I'm not getting on a motorcycle with you. No. You're a fucking stranger. No. No. Well, as we've learned this far, Norris doesn't take kindly to the word No. So he got off his bike. Mm -hmm. How dare you? How dare you deny me? He got off his bike and ran after her to attack her. He got a hold of her scarf and strangled her. At this point, she was still somewhat conscious, but somewhat conscious people also can't fight back. They also are dazed. They're blurry vision. What about the boyfriend? He, I think he drove. I think he drove off. Like he, oh, she okay. argued they got with into him. An argument. He was he like, left. "Get the fuck out!" And then, and then, okay. yeah. So I bet he feels like shit. Well, luckily, this is not Norris's first kill. Yeah, but still. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, still, it's he still, better feel like shit. He better, yeah. Like if Sean left me somewhere and this happened, he would never forget about oh, it. Oh my god, no! You. I don't. I no, absolutely not. no. So he dragged her behind a fucking bush and raped her and left her there. The girl did talk with police, but there wasn't much they could do as her state of consciousness at the time was not full on and she didn't remember what dazed and confused. Yeah, what yeah. he looked like or any details to describe him. <sighs> However, a month later, she did see this person on a motorcycle out and about again, and as she saw him, it was just like, oh, yeah. That's the guy. Something clicked. Yep. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> and so, okay, so she immediately, you know, called called the police yeah, because yeah. she she got his plate number for the bike. Good. He was arrested and convicted for forcible rape, which let me break this down again. 
forcible rape. Well, rape why isn't is it forceful. just rape? I know, I know. Rape is in definition forced. And I don't understand because it seems like, well, I guess it probably was his past record, but I feel like I'm surprised he got arrested so quickly. I know. I think it was because his past record. Probably. Because it was for the same thing, pretty And much, if he so. didn't, they probably would have been like, oh, we don't have proof. No DNA. We don't have this. Mm-hmm. We don't have that. Mm-hmm. He said, she said, bullshit. So he was sentenced to the California men's colony in St. Louis Obispo. San Luis. Sorry, not St. San Luis. San Luis San Obispo. Louis? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think that's, yeah. And uh, this is where he meets uh, Lawrence Bittaker. Hmm. Match made in hell. Yeah, absolutely. Literally. So Norris and Bittaker obviously come to be fast friends. Lots in common. After discovering their interests in the same things, like assaulting, torturing, and raping young women. Violence. Yep. And control and rape and women. Yeah. These men have actually have a classification about them when I say young women, so I feel like it's been a really long time since I've had one, but it's dictionary time. Oh, dictionary time. So they're classified as hebephiles and ephebophiles. Okay. A hebephile is someone who prefers adolescence, but those showing signs of maturity and puberty, yeah, usually children sense. between 10 and 14 years old. Yeah, yeah. And a febophile is someone who prefers adolescence, but more in their teens, usually between 15 and 19 years old. Okay, yeah. So, ugh, there's like a whole fucking... Oh, there has to be, of course, because it's so fucking popular. I know, that's the thing. It is so popular. It's fucked up, man. Fucking consent. Fucking consent. There's an age for consent for a reason. Uh Uh-huh, and... With consent can always be withdrawn, no matter what. If someone decides to change their mind, yes, that's yes. it. No is enough. Yeah, it's a full sentence. You do not have to explain yourself one fucking bit. In fact, Bittaker even told Norris once that the next time a woman falls into his lap, that he will kill her because he thinks that's the way to go for sure to not get caught after raping her. That's always how it goes. You always see it because they're always doing these things, and like the ones that like spend time in jail and stuff. They ultimately go to killing because they have to. They're leaving evidence behind. They're leaving live victims. It's not working out for them. They're going to the police. Mm-hmm. So naturally, well, gotta get rid of the evidence. I'd imagine this part of the conversation was they literally probably just met. Bittaker asked Norris, "Hey, what are you in for?" And uh-huh. Norris was like, "Oh, I raped this bitch," and you know, oh, she yeah, actually she just... ended up telling the police, and I got and I got caught. And then Bittaker's, well, well, well next time a bitch falls into my lap. Uh-huh. I'm going to kill her because yeah. it's oh. just out. I will be able to. So, yeah. He actually said, quote, oh, God, you guys. <laughs> it might be, this isn't even as bad as it gets. It might be fun to play a game selecting one victim for each teen year, 13 through 19, and to see how long each victim could be kept alive and screaming. Damn, that's some psychological shit. Fucked up, bro. On November 15, 1978, Bittaker was granted parole and went back to L.A. for his robberies and thefts and all that. On January 15th, two months later, 1979, 
So, yeah, because as in January, so it's it's like the next year, but it was only two months later. Yeah. Yeah. Norris was also released and went to live with his mom in a trailer park, also in L.A. Oh, boy. Bitter obtained a job as a machinist, and Norris, putting to use his experience in the military, did side work as, like, an electrician. Like, yikes. I'm thinking 3,000 times before hiring an electrician... If a rapist like Roy Norris was one. Like, hell, anyone you hire to work mm-hmm. in the house is honestly terrifying. Yeah. It is. Like, I, it's like, I especially like if you're a single lady. Dude, anytime anybody's coming to work at your house, please have somebody there with you. I mean, I had the pool oh. guy here yesterday, and he had to come in to look at the electrical panel. Yeah. But I felt fine. Yeah. I never got weird vibes from him. Even Atari. Atari barks at everyone. She barked at you today. Yeah, I know. Did not bark at this man. Well, still, I mean, Loving people are also really everything. good at hiding stuff sometimes. I know, you just never I know. know. But I did not and ever like, feel, and I, I get the vibes from people. Oh, I know. So but, do I, but it's nope. just becoming terrifying. I felt pretty okay. I was like, all right, you know, you can I mean, the these people all over in our cases have fooled wives and children and everybody. Well, and it's like They always get into the business. BTK worked for ADT. Mm-hmm. Security mm-hmm. systems. So he knew how to get into people's houses. He could probably break through their ADT. Like, I hate it all. That's I'm going fucking off grid, bruv. Like, I'm not, do, bruv. I'm not <laughs> doing it anymore. Oh, I'm going to do all my own housework, which we do anyways. We hardly, like, have anybody come work on the house. But still, like, yeah, yeah. Mm, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, Bittaker one day wrote to Norris asking him to meet him in a hotel for drinks. While there, they reminisced about their time in the big house and continued their conversation about their gross, dark fantasies. Mm-hmm. And from there, they devised a plan. So, we're going to get talking about... So, it really seems like Bitaker was the one that really wanted to to initiate and kind of... Like, Norris was, you know, like, fuck yeah, I'll do this. He's but dumb he because he one, loved doing that anyway. Yeah, but Bitaker was the one who was really initiating it. Like, yeah. Like, oh, let's get together after prison. Like, because... Norris was probably like, when we're out, we'll probably never see this guy again. Yeah. And also, like, Bittaker kind of was giving Norris Norris an out, being like, well, next time I do something, I'm going to kill her. Yeah. You know, and he knows that he likes to do that. And so he was kind of like putting the 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 bug in his ear. Planting the seeds. Yeah. So we're going to talk about Murder Mac. Yeah. Yeah, I see Murder Mac. Murder Mac. So, now we're still in 1979. This literally only takes place in 1979. Oh, my God. If they would have been in, like, New York area, my mother could have easily been a victim. She graduated in 78. Yeah. So, she would have been in that. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's crazy. (sighs) So, the side windows... Okay. I was just about to skip a sentence. Anyways, (laughs) we're in 1979. Bittaker goes out and buys a 1977 GMC cargo van. Fucking scary motherfuckers. Well, I mean, I'll talk about that in a second. The side windows of the van look like they may have been curtained, like a lot of them were back in that time period. It's like in that 70s show, like that kind of, like, yeah. Yeah, like I had... The back is nice and they, like, have the... Yeah, that's what we had. We had a big blue van when I was a little baby. I don't Uh know how I remember this, but then big blue van and the only had the back windows and they were curtained. I always loved those. I know. I thought I was like, I'm like a little house. I know, right? (laughs) Oh, it was awesome. So, it also had the typical sliding passenger side door Mm -hmm. and two windows in the back. So, 
really, for me, it's not the typical van you'd think of for them to be driving. No. At first, I pictured, you know, no, no windows, windows at all yeah. around the sides or the back, you know, like, like those, those utility vans. Yeah, like the white ones that yeah. we make sure we don't park next to in a parking that lot. That say free candy. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Come here, children. <laughs> I feel like a uh, chitty chitty bang bang. Candy. Oh, yes. Oh. Yeah. Fucking creep. He would be a great Halloween character to play with his big old nose and his like. That'd be sick. Yeah. It would be so good. We should actually go as a. Uh, the king and the queen. <laughs> He's so funny. You are my beauty face. Oh my god, that'd be hilarious. Oh. I'll be I'll be the dude. Okay, that's fine. I'll be the dude. <laughs> it don't matter. <laughs> okay, so they figured with the large sliding door in the back, they could pull up next to somebody if they had decline a ride and just snatch them easily through the yep. door. Yeah, my worst. Mother oh God, fucking nightmare, dude. I literally, I don't park next to those vans. Uh-uh. Like, I don't. And if one parks next to me, I remember what my mama always taught me. You get in through the other side of your car. Yes, yes. You don't get in through that side. Uh-huh. You don't get near that fucking van. And I just... And I know it's horrible for those who, you know, work in those vans and you're like, oh, that stereotype. But honestly, this is what women like us have to worry about. And yeah, we think about it. And I'm not sorry also. Like, I don't even... <laughs> I don't love parking in really busy, I'll be fucking honest. I know. I park kind of farther away where there's, like, empty spaces know, yeah. where I'm just, like, whoop, 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 and uh-huh. just, like, fucking pull right in, don't have to worry about nothing. I mean, I'm still the one, one of the people that walks out. I have my key fob key yes. already popped out. Red it's ready. Key, go, yep. And then as I'm walking up to my car, I'm looking in the windows mm-hmm. to make sure nobody is in my passenger, the back seats or anything. Yeah, like, yeah. Because that's awful. what they'll do. They'll lay in the back, mm-hmm. they'll wait until you sit down, and then they'll fucking come at you from behind gun or anything you know yeah. strangle you whatever yep so it was Bittaker that would name the van Murder Mac don't name your fucking no I mean ever. I think that everybody likes to name their vehicles but well yeah it's I just named my first it's so car. diabolical for them to, was yeah but still like don't yeah <laughs> Murder Mac murder come ve- like I know come on Ugh. you're enjoying this too much oh they enjoy it so much it's I so know. It's so, so disgusting sick so, what they begin doing, what were Bitteker called test runs. And they actually did go out, according to Bitteker, and innocently pick up and deliver 20, maybe more women. To see if they could do it, get the, the feelings, re- yeah. Well, they actually would be scoping all the areas where they would actually be able to find the best place to get rid of a body during this. Yeah. So they were actually, while they were doing that and getting, like, picking up these girls, they were looking around as to where maybe they could the bring these site. girls. Oh, yeah. Doesn't sound good. So later on in the investigation, police did find, like, 500 or more photos of young women smiling amongst Bittaker's stuff. So was he taking pictures of everyone he picked up? Either that or, yes, that. He definitely took pictures of all his victims, the people he picked up. And I'm wondering if it was just, like, when he was, like, driving around, he got pictures of girls on the beach and, like, things like yeah. that. Oh, that's Rodney Alcala type fucking uh-huh. bullshit. I oh. hate that, that fucking one. Oh. Yeah, we're going to have to put him on the fucking list. I mean, I can't believe he's not already. I was thinking about it the whole time. When I, I know, yeah. Like, no, it just, yeah. <laughs> so, they finally found their spot. It was behind a gated and padlocked area, but Bittaker just smashed the lock off with a crowbar anyway. I mean... You know, they got their tools in their van. Of course. Because this guy's he's, an electrician. 
You know, Norris is got, an electrician and he's a machinist, uh-huh. so they've got all sorts of tools. Yep. <sighs> this place. Mm-hmm, this place would be in the San Gabriel Mountains or San Gabriel. I say Gabriel because that's just it's. I feel like in the in the accent that it's supposed yeah, to be spoken in, yeah. that's how it would be said. That overlooked Glendora on a remote fire road, which is why it was blocked off. Makes sense. So. On June 24th, 1979, Bittaker had their van parked outside of Norris's mom's trailer park. He was working on installing this makeshift bed that he had made. And this bed was to go in the van uh-huh. and had just enough space below it that they could, can you guess? Hide their tools. Hide a body. Okay, the body. Yep. Yeah. Well, it I know was, the, the body's going to be tortured on the top. Uh-huh. But when they're driving it to the... Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was literally a body-hiding bed, but it was, that's not the only body that would hide under there. We'll talk about that in a little bit. All right, all right. By 11 a.m. that morning, they hopped in, weed and beer in hand, ready to go on the prowl. Of course. They were driving around Redondo Beach when they spotted their first victim around 5 p.m. Lucinda... Cindy Schaefer, she goes by Cindy, was walking home to her grandma's house from a youth group meeting at her church when the two men Aww. pulled up next to her asking if she wanted a ride. No, don't get yes. in the car. No, you never uh-huh. take rides with strangers. No. Yep. And I didn't put the name down in my title, or the age down in my title here, but 16. Cindy was 16. Yeah. So Cindy was 16, just an innocent girl coming home from her youth group meeting. Mm. All right, so... Yeah, he pulled up next to her, asked her if she wanted a ride. Cindy said no, but Bittaker pulled up into the next driveway, which is why they got this, you know, this side passenger door van. Yeah, yeah. Just in case somebody said no. Because they're going to take what they can get anyway. Yeah, yeah. He pulled up into the next driveway to block her off, cranked the stereo, and just as he planned, Norris snatched her through that side door. Um... And after wrestling with Cindy, he got her into the van, and one of her shoes was left behind on the driveway. Aww. That's just, it's, that's really sad to yeah, me. Yeah, like, I agree. Because, you you know, we've we've all probably been walking somewhere, and you might have found a shoe. Oh, I've seen shoes. And like, it's, yeah. like, just one. Uh-huh. And you're like, hmm, okay. But this puts it into a different perspective. Yeah, it could be like, Somebody oh. was literally taken mm-hmm. out of their shoe. Yeah. You never know. You do like, never oh, know. It's, no. this episode's a mind fuck, man. <laughs> it just really is. You're never safe. <sighs> no, you're not. Lock yourself in your home. Yeah, never come out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god. Norris proceeded to duct tape Cindy's mouth as well as binding her hands and ankles. They drove out to that mountain fire road we talked about earlier, and after screwing around, drinking and smoking, literally this girl is terrified, and they're just driving around partying like it's a fucking game. I feel so uncomfortable already. I know, I know. It's like, just, that one line, for some reason, I don't know what, but it hit me weird. Yeah, it's awful. It's just the sheer... They, they're they evil. There's They have care. nothing in no, them. There's no empathy. There's no, no remorse. There's no it's care. It's gone. There's gone. That part of their brain doesn't exist. And they're just partying. It's terrifying, and, and it makes you feel gutted and mm-hmm. like you could throw up. Honestly, the re- the whole episode, the rest of this from now on, will make you feel like that. I know. <laughs> Just I everybody a warning. Heard it before, and it made me feel the same uh-huh. way. And it's like I don't want to relive it. But I know. I'm doing it for you guys. 
Yeah, I mean, it's one of the very well-known ones. I couldn't leave it out. It's it had to the, happen at some it's point. It's the worst. I know. That and then, you know, the ones involving children. So Yeah. Like the little boys that we're going to have to deal with in the next co- fucking coming weeks. Ugh. Anyways, fish, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. It's going to get dark for a while. Mm-hmm. Because I think I have Blake Libel coming up, too, and that one's real fucking yeah. bad. Okay. Yeah. So enjoy, guys. Yeah, we we gave you a lot of haunted for a while, so we thought we'd switch it up. Summer with a fucking bang. Yeah. So they told Cindy to strip, and how she's bound. I know. Well, he. I guess they must have unbound her. I guess so. Yeah. So Bittaker left Norris with Cindy, and it's hard for me to like even have to put into paraphrasing words or to even have to write down. To write it down. I could just... Yeah, and have to say it out loud. All of this is very difficult for me. So he left Norris with Cindy so that he could do as he pleased and came back an hour later to take his turn. God, I hate that. I fucking hate that. The fact, too, that they're literally just out there in the middle of nowhere... Just mm-hmm. alone. They mm-hmm. have time. Just enjoying doing this fucking shit. Uh-huh. Just, oh, yeah, your turn, my turn, your turn, my, oh, uh-huh. God, what the yeah. fuck. And this poor girl the whole time. <sighs> yeah. So after Norris attempted to strangle Cindy, but apparently couldn't, and apparently went to go throw up. Like, mm-hmm. fuck you, guy. How the fuck do you think Cindy felt? Yeah, yeah. You think you're feeling sick to your stomach? Uh-huh. Wow, wow. Big man on campus here. You know? So, Bittaker attempted to choke her also with his hands, but after failing, resorted to what would be kind of his signature kill. style, yeah. He took a wire coat hanger around her neck and tightened it with vice grip pliers. Okay. Till it just wouldn't. It reminds me of Gacy. Mm-hmm. He did it with the, the bat. Mm-hmm. In fact, this would become his thing... So much that Bittaker's nickname became Pliers eventually. Ah, fuck. Yeah, Pliers. Yeah. That ruined Pliers for me. <sighs> and I have fond memories of Pliers. Like my grandpa, my great-grandpa taking out my toothy with a plier <laughs> when it was loose. Once, uh, once Cindy had her last breath, they wrapped her in a shower curtain and threw her over the cliff into a canyon. Oh, shit. So, yeah, that's... Hmm. Yep. So, about two weeks later, on July 8th, they went on the prowl again. This time, they were just driving around looking for hitchhikers when they saw a girl that they liked being picked up by a white convertible. I guess Norris got annoyed that they missed their chance. You know, he was grumbling. I wanted to pick her up. That would have been perfect. She would have been blah, 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 blah. Yeah, he was pissed off that they missed their chance, that they had their eye on her as they were driving up and someone else picked her up. So, what they do... Is fucking follow the convertible. What a fucking baby. Yeah. I mean, literally, if they don't get what they want. Yeah, yeah. This yeah, is the end of the world. It's yeah. fucked up. And that no, honestly, no can actually be that bad. Like, men can be like that. Yeah. And it's not just sexual either. I'm mm-hmm. not meaning that. But a lot of men are very, like, they don't get their way. They're very <laughs> I not know. happy about it. They yeah. look like little babies. Okay. So... 
They decided to follow the convertible. Eventually, the car dropped the girl off, and she stuck out her thumb to hand down the next ride. A lot of times, that's what happened. I mean, the yeah. one car would be like, oh, I'm headed here. I can drop you off here. Yeah. And they would yeah. pick up a ride from there and go with yeah. somebody who'd be going farther. So they got lucky. They sure did. Unfortunately for her, it was Murder Mac with Bittaker and Norris at the wheel that picked her up. While Bittaker pulled up to her, Norris decided to try a different tactic and hid under the bed. Yep, I was going to say, she might feel more comfortable if there's just one person, one presence. And yep, exactly, the the thought came into my head the second you said that there... Wasn't the only body. Uh Yes, Norris would hide in there. Because also, not only that, but it gave him an advantage now. Yeah. Because she didn't know that there was two people in there. Uh Uh-huh, yeah, 100%. Once Andrea felt comfortable, Bittaker offered her a beverage, and he went to grab it for her. I guess he had, like, a cooler in there, probably. Norris came out of his hiding place, lunged at Andrea. So you got to imagine, she's feeling okay. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, there's a man lunging at you from fucking nowhere. Yeah, that you did not know. You didn't like, even know was there. You didn't know. She put up a fight, but succumbed to Norris as he twisted her arm behind her back. And as he did, he bound her feet and hands and covered her mouth with duct tape. Again, all while Bittaker had his radio cranked up. With this poor girl, they really wasted no time. They went to their spot on the mountain fire road and took their turns, repeatedly raping her. Once they were done, Bittaker told Norris to go get beer from the store down the mountain as he proceeded to drag Andrea from the van and began his montage of taking Polaroids of her. Okay. When Norris got back, Andrea was gone, and Bittaker was smiling as he looked over the pictures that he just took. Poor Andrea's last photos of her were in the most heightened state of fear possible. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Murderpedia document said that, you know, when Norris looked at them, like, her face was contorted in fear. And it's just like, good Lord, oh. I can't. Like, I, This is a physically draining episode. I can't wait for it to be done. Okay. I agree. Yeah. Okay. So, Bittaker confessed to Norris, you guys, this gets fucking bad, okay? Just, just know, it keeps getting worse. Are you going to escalate their shitty behavior? No. Bittaker confessed to Norris, and this would be another way that he would try to kill the girls, but it never works, so he would always just end up strangling them. Mm -hmm. Took an ice pick to both sides of her head. Holy fuck. One in each ear. It did not kill her. He, she just screamed. Because. Just torture. Just torture. Yeah. Yeah. Into her ears. So he decided to finish the job with strangulation and tossed her over the cliff. A few months later, on September 3rd, Labor Day, they were driving around Hermosa Beach again prowling. They spotted this time two young girls sitting at a bus stop and decided to approach them. The girls were 15-year-old Jackie Gilliam and 13-year-old Jacqueline Leah Lamp, who went by Leah, especially because there's Jackie and Jacqueline both together, so we're going to call one Jackie and the other Leah. Yeah, yeah. Bittaker and Norris offered the girls to come for a joyride and smoke a little weed with them in their van, and the girls happily obliged, you know, there was just, it's the seven, it's 79, they're like, yeah, let's go smoke some weed, you know? I couldn't get any weed, and they were like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking awful, because I feel like, I've put myself into stupid-ass I situations have to. when yeah, I was young. absolutely. For stupid fucking things. Mm-hmm. Huh. Hindsight, man. Fuck yeah, dude. That's why we always have to... 
we have to teach our children yes. with the knowledge that we have gained yeah. from our mistakes. But they don't listen. No. They just Trust think me. that they know everything. And it's like, come yeah, on, I, I know everything. I've been there. I did I that. I listen ya. to me. I hear you. So, they were told they were going to be headed back to the beach. However, even though these girls were very young, in fact, I think they are the youngest. Um, I think they are the youngest yeah. of the victims. Yeah. Uh, they tried to have their wits about them. They began to question Bittaker when they realized they were not going in the direction of the beach. Always how it goes. Yep. And these were, you know, they're only 13 and 15 years old. Mm -hmm. So the men just played it off as them trying to find a good place to smoke when where they couldn't get caught, you know. Mm, I mean, it's a ruse, but it's a good, I mean, because mm-hmm. they're going to drive to this secluded place. Yeah. And be like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, this is just a good spot, you know. But instead of taking them to that fire road automatically, hmm. they, the girls really started a protest when the men parked outside of a tennis court, where, mind you, people were playing tennis on the courts. Huh. Okay. They're daring. Yeah. 13-year-old Leah began opening the side door to escape. That's how present of mind these girls were. Well, they're I was like, going to say, wrong. they're I'm very, yeah, here. they got their street smarts. Mm-hmm. They know. Yeah. And uh, Norris was faster than she was. Oh, of course. So he swung at her with a sawed-off baseball bat, which I always hear that word, but I've never seen one, don't understand. I've so heard apparently, like a sawed-off shotgun. I know, but, like, apparently... You leave the handle and you just slice off that round part at the top. So it's literally just a flat uh-huh. round edge and it's sharp or whatever. So yeah, when you hit somebody, it could like crack their skull big time with that edge probably, you know. Oh, so yeah. he clobbered her against the head with <sighs> that. And then the three of them began to fight. So Leah, well, yeah, two girls. Norris, and um, I'm sorry, and... Uh, Jackie. Jackie, yes. I kept wanting to say Gilliam, but I wanted to call her by her first name. Jacqueline and Jackie. Yes, they're both Jackie. Yes, Jackie. Uh, They all started fighting. Yeah. Um, But Bittaker jumped in and was able to get the girls quiet and restrained with their duct tape. Well, I was going to say, unfortunately... There's two men. At 15 and 13, and women are more petite. Yeah. They probably, like... They, they don't have a lot of muscle mass right back, now. No. But I'm sure that usually Norris could get one girl under control, and, and definitely Bittaker coming mm-hmm. in could be, like, done. So, the players on the court noticed something going on. Like, they probably were like, the hell? There's, like, well, there's a lot windows, of movement in that van. The van's probably rocking back yeah. and forth. But, um... They never called the cops. Huh. They probably literally thought, oh, people are getting it on in that van. Probably. You know, they probably had smoke coming out of there or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the stuff that we pass off every day as being normal, you never know what's actually going on. Yeah. It's just crazy. Like I said, the sneaker that you might have found. You never know what's actually going on. No, you You see don't. a van rocking outside a tennis court and you think oh people are fucking no somebody is like getting beat the fuck up in there like it's crazy i don't i feel like i would still call like if we're at the tennis court and i'm seeing this van i know i don't i don't know what i feel like i would still call because first of all like 
you're on school grounds at my tennis court because I'm at the school. <laughs> I know. So you, your van better not be rocking at the school. I know, right? I'm calling I'm somebody. I'm not some fucking senior high schoolers and they're like, let's do it in the parking lot, baby. Senior year, yeah. I'm sure people have done it. <laughs> you're probably <sighs> right. Good fucking lord. Uh-huh. So back to being serious. So, Bineker noticed that the, the players were, like, kind of watching, and he mm-hmm. decided to speed off and go. There's fucking windows. I know. Huge Why did you go windows. there in the first place? There's people there. You have your mountain fire rope. Go there, which is where they decided well, to go. Well, that's the thing is we don't really find out exactly why he did go there. No, they do. Ra- they're very because random, but then also very routine in some other ways. Like, they're yeah. it's weird. Because it's. They take them, and then the girl just tried to escape, so then it was, like, foiled. Yeah. So you don't really find out exactly what their headspace was on taking them. Mm-mm. Unless we watch interviews, which I don't want to watch interviews of Lawrence Bittaker. It'd be in my nightmares. I probably I probably would. Honestly, I probably, sh- probably, probably would. We'd probably go back to my house and watch them all day, but he'd probably, honestly, watching him talk would be in my nightmares. I think I'd go to sleep and dream. About Probably. fucking awful Lawrence Bittaker. He's, yeah, he's scary. His face just imprints your brain. It's awful. So, this time around, it was different for Bittaker and Norris. Um, they kept those girls alive for two fucking days. Yeah. So, they were just in the van, just traveling around in the van. No, they went to the mountain fire road and kept them there. In oh. The van. Oh, so they just didn't go anywhere else except there and just two days of torture and just... Okay. Two days of raping them the whole time yep. and recording it now on voice recorder. Yeah. They decided Polaroids weren't enough and that they were going to start recording everything on audio. I've heard these. I have as well. And They're it not is good. extremely hard. And They're I'll talk good. about that in a little bit also. I do mention some of the things and that, but um, Norris was heard in one of them commanding Jackie to pretend to be his cousin while he raped her. Ugh. Yeah, so not what only the that, fuck? but they're incestuous. They're just they're just fucked the fuck up. They're they're fucked. They're fucked. That's why I say. You guys couldn't see my hand movements, but you don't even want to know. Just take care of it. It's just between us, guys. Remove <laughs> them from the planet. <laughs> I just don't. Oh, oh good lord. lord I just. I guess at this point, I didn't realize this, but the men still had jobs. Okay. Yeah. Was it like so, a weekend? No, I think that maybe they just had, you know, one's a machinist, one's an electrician. You know, your days off probably vary, whatever. Yeah. Maybe not, maybe not the machinist. I feel like you'd work in a factory for that, but who knows. And Bittaker was going to be late for his shift, so he decided it was time to cut the act and get rid of the girls now after the two days. So, in traditional Bittaker fashion, mm-hmm. <sighs> sorry, this part's so hard. I know, I know. He stabbed Jackie Gilliam in both ears with the ice pick again. It did not kill this poor girl again. And while leaving the ice pick in her head, the two men took turns strangling her to death. The uh, next was poor Leah. She was being strangled by Bittaker. While Norris bludgeoned her in the head with a sledgehammer seven times. So he's smashing her in the head with a hammer. That's actually what they classified it as well on here. Oh, I know. Completely overkill. 
Like, there, she's being choked, and also he's uh-huh. smashing her in the head. One with time would have been... What the f- You wouldn't have even needed to choke. Oh, this episode's so draining. Oh, to have to write it and then read it out loud. It's hard it's too, because I'm a very visual person. Oh, I am, too. So I'm seeing it in my head. I'm... Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. like... No. I don't like skulls flattening. It, no. it brought... It, no. Yeah. No, I can't mm-hmm. handle it. Mm-hmm. Uh... They tossed both girls over the cliff. Mm-hmm. When they were later found, Jackie still had the ice pick lodged in, in her, her ear. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know guys, it doesn't work. Stop doing it. He liked it. I know. He liked that they wanted to keep them screaming. They even said that. And and it made the made her scream. And it's, I wonder, with it going through the ear, they're probably deaf. Who I got, they I gotta feel be. like they could hear. They so gotta that be. whole end of Almost yeah. the end of life, you can't even hear. No, and it's piercing into your brain a little bit in there. Mm-hmm. Well, that's probably why I like, thought you would you would, it die. would Yeah, I would. I I probably would have thought the same thing, honestly. Mm. But I guess it just depends on what part or what angle. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's very disturbing because they're using ice picks for lobotomies, uh-huh. and that's going up into the yeah. But they only went in area. like this much, so yeah, maybe he didn't get it in far enough. Yeah. I guess, but. Yeah, it's a, uh, yeah, like you said, I'm a very visual person as well. Uh-huh. It's very difficult. It is very difficult. After their close call at the tennis court, the two men were, like, scared. The police were called by the tennis players and laid low for about two months. I guess Norris was hiding out at his mom's where he lived, and Bittaker found a new apartment. By the way, not to scare anybody who lives in an apartment, but could you imagine Bittaker being your fucking neighbor in the same building with you? In the building as you. You're walking into the lobby. Bittaker walks in and grins at you. Oh, my God, no. He would know where I'd live. He'd break in. He'd kill. No, I'm done. I'm moving. I mean, Dahmer lived in an apartment, too. I know. It's awful. But but he didn't look like that, though. No, Dahmer was pretty unassuming. Yeah. Like, just not even knowing that he had done this stuff. Just looking at the guy being in the same apartment. Like, I would feel... Awful every time. I can picture him like his walk and just like himself. Just ugh. honestly, I could picture a very frank like person from yes, Shameless. A hundred percent. Thank you. Yes. He's like, kind of like drunk, strutting and just yeah, gross, gravelly, like mm-hmm. unshowered and very like, cocky, full yes. of himself kind of guy. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. I was picturing Frank the whole fucking yeah. time. I'm like, it's not. That's not what he looks like. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh my god, oh. that's so funny. So, yeah, you just, again, never know who people truly are, you guys. I'm sorry if you live in an apartment building and are scared you. So once Halloween rolled around, they felt more at ease. It was about two months ago, you know, since that tennis court incident. No one came and got us. Yeah, no one's even mentioned it in the news or anything. And they thought, what a more perfect night for a prowl than fucking Halloween, of course. Oh, no, everybody's out. Mm Mm-hmm. So out they went. Mm-hmm. They were in the San Fernando Valley when they rolled up on 16-year-old girl hitchhiking. Her name was Lynette Shirley Ledford. She goes by just Lynette Ledford. And they offered her a ride. Kind of a busy night for that, though, too. It's like, it's good for that because you're going to have a lot of choices. Pe- yeah, absolutely. But also a lot of people to see you. A lot uh-huh. of witnesses. Yeah. 
So that's tough. I feel like they're kind of ballsy-ish. But it's 79. People are yeah. hitching rides all the time. It's yeah, super common true. for people just to get in people's cars. My dad, everybody was fucking Everybody, you know? Everybody. So yeah. literally, I don't think anybody would really bat an eye. No, that's true. You know? That's and true. You never know if this person, if they even know each other already and stuff. So Yeah, you never know like when you're seeing somebody. Yeah. It's, it's so hard. It is, it is so, so hard. hard to be like a... A person who would be like, that's wrong, I gotta make sure I help them and call the police. You don't know. Well, I'm glad that hitchhiking just isn't really a thing anymore. I know. I mean, back in the day, it was like, oh yeah, I'll pick up this person. Me? Yeah. If I see anybody, and I've seen a couple people. I have too. No. Like, I keep going. I am driving. You're Mm -mm. not getting into my car. Absolutely not. Mm -mm. No. So, she fatefully accepted this ride. Yeah, yeah. And in less than five minutes, Norris had her pinned to the floor of the van. Jesus. While Bittaker wanted to get on toward the mountain fire road, he decided to meander about L.A. with his radio cranked up and let Norris take the wheel instead. Bittaker again took out his voice recorder. So they were doing it as they were driving. Uh-huh. Oh. This last one, yeah. yeah. This is going to be the last one, you guys. Oh, yeah, so. yeah. Take ease in that, I guess. Feel comfort in that, if you would <laughs> so like. So gotta get through this one, guys. And this one's a doozy. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to quote what was heard in the trial on the recording. Mm-hmm. We do not have the rights to play it for you, and even if we did, I would I not anyway. To. I would not put that on here. It's hard enough just quoting it. Dude, I heard it, and it was like... Yeah, if you want to skip ahead the next two minutes, I don't blame you, honestly. It's like you, you want to shut it off after that, kind of. You want to kind of decompress after. Yeah. Especially hearing. Yeah. Like, I'm excited to go into my car and listen to my book on my way home after this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm going to do my embroidery. Yeah. Decompress. I don't have anything to decompress with at my house craft-wise right now. I mean, I could, but it's all, it's not relaxing it's like that. It's involved. You have yeah. to get stuff out and you have to be. Uh, I have to, like, yeah. try hard and. Then I'll feel like I'm doing a shit job anyway, so. I still feel like I'm doing a shit job, because it's my first one. I'm like, oh, you see white there. Oh, my God, why is this bubbling? Yeah. yeah at least he has something to do. I don't want to try some of that. It's $3 at the Walmart. I know. They got tons of them. Yeah, I know. I'm not going to Walmart today. That's okay. I wonder if they actually have some at Dollar General. They have so many craft stuff now. They might. Okay, guys. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Let's get done with this. So I'm getting this quote straight off Murderpedia.com, which is linked in the episode sources in the blog. So here we go. The tape records him slapping her, demanding, say something, girl. What do you want me to say? She responds. The slapping continues, interspersed with cries of pain. Frustrated, Bittaker asks Ledford, you can scream louder than that, can't you? Ledford tries to accommodate him, but Bittaker wants more. Soon he goes to work with the vice grip pliers. Mm. Scream, baby, he urges. Oh, God. Next, Norris's voice is heard. Make noise there, girl, he orders. Go ahead and scream, or I'll make you scream. I'll scream if you stop hitting me, Ledford sobs, when Norris starts striking her elbows with a hammer. Norris swings the hammer 25 times to her elbow while he chants mindlessly. Chants mindlessly. Keep it up, girl. Keep it up. Scream till I stay stop. Stay stop. And that's what that part of the recording got. I don't have anything to say. 
I don't. I. Uh, I'm actually gonna like. I'm, I feel tears. Like, I. I'm very. You can feel what she, you know, was going through, and listening to that recording is a million times worse than what you just heard me saying. I try to be as monotone about it as possible because acting it out is awful no, and no. and I can't. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh. No. Oh makes me feel awful this whole thing so after seriously the most disgusting show of craziness and toxicity i have ever heard of bitteker had norris pull the van over now remember they're still driving around la and have not gone to the fire road he again got the coat hanger and tightened it around lynette's throat this time they decided it would be fun to happen fun to see what happened if they left her somewhere for everyone to see yeah so what did they do they dumped her body on some poor, unsuspecting person's fucking front lawn on a bed of ivy. Yep. Aww. Which, obviously, is a classic case of wanting to see their shit in the news and be proud of it like they accomplished something. Mm-hmm. Lynette Ledford's body was found the next morning, but that wasn't before Norris went bragging to an old prison buddy about what he had done with Lynette. Dumbass. Pr- fucking Dumbass. Yeah, I don't... Wow. Status. Yep. He's thinking he's tough motherfucking shit. No one's going to mm-hmm. get me now. Fuck you. And I'm pretty happy about this prison buddy. I'm, well, I don't I'm going to say, I don't see... There aren't any more pictures of victims, so I'm thinking this yeah. is going to be all right. I, I don't know what this person did to get into prison and meet, meet Norris in the past, but I'm pretty proud of this mm-hmm. prison buddy. His mm-hmm. name was Jimmy Dalton. And he, he honestly didn't even believe Norris at first because he Norris told him that night nothing had even come out about there being a body found. So he was just, okay. he was like, yeah, right, dude. What the fuck are you talking about? Talking big shit. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You're just blowing smoke. Because he probably talked about it in, in, in prison. prison. You right. Know, when I get out, well, I'm going to do it. Yeah, because bef- that's how I got in. I was raping, mm-hmm. you know, chicks and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yep. That is until he heard that Lynette's body was actually discovered on someone's front lawn the next morning. Oh, my God. Jimmy Dalton immediately called his lawyer, and they both took it to the L.A. Police Department. Good ASAP. you. So I feel like whatever Jimmy Dalton did to get into prison, it had nothing to do with harming women, I feel like, because no. he obviously thought that this is fucked. Mm-hmm. So this is fucked. It is the most fucked thing, honestly. Most fucked. Yeah. So, unfortunately, all they had were words and no proof. You know, he Mm -hmm. said this is what, you know, he said he did this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. The officer in charge of the case was named Paul Paul Bynum. He was speaking with Jimmy and remembered something when Jimmy mentioned the murder van. Paul recalled sending out an officer to interview a girl named Shirley Sanders in Oregon who was apparently attacked the month before. Hmm. And she said something then about a silver van. Which it's like kind of like a silverish blue. It's like, I yeah. can't tell if the pictures yeah. are more blue, but it just looks like it's, more of a silverish yeah. blue to me I than just it. silver. It so, could be like old, old picture pictures. quality. Yeah. yeah. So he showed her pictures of the two men and she immediately identifies them. Yeah, Bitteker and Norris. Oh, shit. Bitteker and Norris had kidnapped and raped her as well. Although, I was given no further information on that case to and know how she escaped. Oh, or escaped. Yeah. yeah. Because 
The only time we heard of that was before when Norris didn't even know Bitteker yet, and he raped the girl yeah. and left her there. Mm-hmm. After they met, they they killed every single one. So I'm like... Yeah, and I mean, she saw the van. Mm-hmm. So it was after they got together and started... Yeah. So I don't know the full story on well, that. Well, maybe it was an early one where they were kind of... Oh, maybe she was like... picking people up, and maybe yeah. she was just too... Tempting. Who knows? I don't want to say it. <laughs> oh, awful. It is awful. So, um, in the end... The cops were able to arrest both Bitteker and Norris, and they went to trial. I guess they were able to arrest Bitteker on suspicion of murder, I believe. And then Norris, they didn't get him yet. What happened was that he was, like, selling weed out on the the corner or something, and they got him for that and then brought him in and then were able to... Uh Yeah. They, they, yeah. Gacy kind of was arrested similarly, I guess. Yeah. He, like, gave weed to somebody on his last day out, and they were able to kind of pick him up on that until the results came in from exactly. the search. Exactly, yeah. And then it was like, all right. Yep. We can uh, now charge you with murder. Yep. <laughs> so, except, I don't think it was the evidence that busted them. Norris confessed it. Confessed. Confessed it. Confessed it. Confessed. Okay, Norris confessed. Fuck. So Norris is just yeah. blabbing this shit uh-huh. to everybody. Yeah, yeah. He's got no care. No. Fucking Norris. He confessed and testified against his partner in crime to avoid the death penalty. He's probably like, oh, this guy made me do everything, blah, 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 blah. Well, Norris did say, I didn't put this in the story, but Norris claims that when they were in prison... Before, when they met, mm-hmm. Bitteker had saved his life somehow, and so Norris was indebted uh, for the rest of his life to Bitteker to do whatever Bitteker wanted him to do. So apparently that's, yeah. So yeah. Both abominations, yes, they. I'm just calling them abominations because that's what they are. A smear. Yeah. They were charged with five counts of first-degree murder. Um, additional charges of, like, kidnapping, robbery, Mm -hmm. rape, deviant sexual assault, and criminal conspiracy. Of course. Norris was sentenced to 45 years to life with, get this, actually being eligible for parole after 30 years. Mm -hmm. The man who, before he started doing Mm -hmm. this, was already in for raping women. Mm -hmm. And they claimed he was better. And then he killed women. And now they're going to say, you're eligible for parole in 30 years. No, he should have gotten life. Fucking. He should have easily gotten life. Well, it's 45 years to life well, with yes, the possibility. But, but it should have just been but life. But no, you should just get yeah, life, life imprisonment. imprisonment no, no possibility, possibility of parole. parole. Yeah. Jinx, you owe me a coke. Like, what the fuck? I know. I know. They literally don't learn no. from their mistakes. The justice system, yes, no. does not learn. No. This guy has been let out multiple times. He was let out. For rape and stuff, allowed to murder girls, mm-hmm. and then they're actually going to give him the possibility of parole. Well, get caught on the expressway with fucking weed. Oh, lock him up years forever. To life. Lock him up forever. He'll never get out. He's got marijuana on him. Oh my lord. Intent to sell. Oh god. Oh, god oh. forbid you're going to give someone the munchies. The marijuana. Yeah. Oh, clutching my pearl. <sighs> Fuck's sake. You'll all be happy to know that Norris was never granted parole, and he died in prison at 72 years old just in 2020. It's good. Parole can be good because a lot of times, depending on what you do, you're not getting fucking parole. Yeah, no. Like that kid from Savona. Yeah. The child murderer that we'll cover someday. Yeah. He'll never get parole. Mm Mm-mm. So, 
Bitteker was sentenced to death in 1981, but never received the mm-hmm. penalty as it was waived, and also this was in California. Yeah. So, of course, throughout his sentence, he made appeal after appeal after appeal after appeal, but it never took, thank fucking fully. Thank, thankfully. Thank fucking fully. Yes, thank fucking fully. <sighs> So, he died in prison at 79 years old in 2019, but not before he had the chance to Damn, answer. Damn, he was still alive, like. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's nuts. Not before he had the chance to answer all sorts of fan mail. Of course. He was fucking, he probably had fucking sore hands from writing all the time. I want to yep. look up an old picture of this dude. Oh, it's awful. I believe it. Just go to the Murderpedia link that I have. Oh, good idea. I'm like sitting here typing. Um, right underneath the photos. They have is like that an link. old. Yeah, they do. Okay. It's like right underneath the photos before the episode starts. Because like Richard there. Ramirez, dude, like he, looks, he did not age well. Dude, this guy looks even more like Frank because he gets. The guy looks bad, bro. Oh my god. <laughs> He's terrifying. He looks like a bug. Oh, he's awful. <gasps> yeah. Whoa. So by the way. He would sign each of his letters that he sent out pliers. Oh, no. That's literally what he would sign it. So, clearly, he was literally the most insane and scariest person, and he still got pleasure out of it years after and was completely proud, no ounce of remorse. He was famous, too. People are writing to him and wanting him to give them attention. And he thinks it's fun. Funny. I'm going to sign it as Mm -hmm. pliers. You're Mm -hmm. fucking disgusting. Mm -hmm. That's disgusting. Mm -hmm. Why did nobody in prison... Fucking kill those guys. If you're in there for life without parole, you know you're going to be in there for life without parole. Fucking do it. Take care of them, please. Well, isn't it also, like, children are protected? I thought so. Maybe it just has to be young, young, young children. But no, these were or still... Or maybe not girls. Children. Maybe yeah. if they're not girls. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Because, you know. Yeah. Fuck us. Yeah. There's probably a lot of people in there who are probably like, oh, yeah, man. Look yeah, what you good did. job. Wow, you left a body right on somebody's yard. They're oh. probably, I can picture it now. He was like, like the head honcho in prison. Visualizing everything. They're in like the mess hall and yeah. it's just them sitting there and they're just got crowds of people. Especially as they got older. The questions. Especially as they got older in prison. Like, they definitely were like the head honchos there. Like, were they in the same prison? Did I miss that? I don't know where... Okay. I feel like they would have separated the I images. think they were separate. They I don't to think... Have. They had to have. Yeah, I really don't think they they were in the same. Mm-hmm. Although mm-hmm. that is... I was wondering the same thing. I should have looked at it, but I was done by the time I was done. No, I, I, I feel you. <laughs> and I bet you... No. There's no way they sent them to the same. No, no. Why would they do that? Oh, so. and... Ooh, sorry. My tummy is growling if you hear that. <laughs> no, it's not about ham sandwich. <laughs> Uh, lost my fucking train of thought. Oh, he's on death row. The other guy's not. Right. Yeah, so, so they, they probably wouldn't be would have the been same. separated anyway. Mm-hmm. And no, Bitteker probably wouldn't have been able to fucking, he wouldn't have been in pop. He might have been in like, maybe death row pop, if that's a thing. But yeah, I'm pretty sure death row, especially for a long time death row people, is pretty lax-ish. Like they have, yes, but they're I not don't like, think you're like, just like solitary waiting for death or anything. No, like, but I think it is a different like. I don't think they're mixing. No, I don't think so either. With Gen Pop. That's why it's like death row and then, yeah. 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 So, finally, I'm going to end this. That's the fucking end of this awful episode. It's finally done and out of the way. Bye. I'll be home watching happy movies and funny (laughs) shit the rest of the day. Cuddled up in bed, nurturing my wounded heart from having to say all this awful stuff. 
Like I said, I'm just going to get this done quick, you guys. Make sure you follow us on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button and the bell. Mm -hmm. Leave us a comment. Like our videos. Like the podcast episodes. Share them out. Um, make sure you leave reviews on Apple and Facebook and everywhere else please, that you can. Please, 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 please. We please, keep please. begging you every week. Um, we will send you goodies if you let us know that you sent us a, left a review. Let us know what the review was, and we will get you a goodie bag. Yeah. And that's pretty much that, y'all. Follow us on Facebook at More Than Murder and Twitter. At more than underscore murder. Mm-hmm. And Insta at more than murder pod. And you can always, always email us at the Gmail to say hello and that you love us and that we're the best and your favorite podcast in the world and that we don't have to change a thing. Um, and your addresses because you just left us a review and you want your free shit. That's right. And, you know, just other things that you want to chat about about the podcast. So yep. you can email Direct us. Direct link to you girls. Yes. Yes, ma'am. So that... That email address, yes, I was going to say web address. Nope, not web address. That email address will be www, no, yeah, no, more than murderpod at gmail.com. This is why I was going to say that because then the make website, sure you go to yes. the blog. Yes. Look at the pictures of fucking ugly ass Lawrence Bittaker. Um, that is www.morethemurderpod.com. Yes, there we, we got go. lots of things with dots and coms and www. And more than murder pods and blah, blah, <laughs> motherfucking blahs. Yeah, yeah. So that's that, you guys. Hope that you were entertained. I don't want to say, like, entertained. Hopefully, like, this You're was, fascinated, I guess. I don't know what to say, honestly. Hopefully you... I've Enjoy the podcast yeah, as normal. I'm, I'm a different person now. Yeah. Thank you for listening. So, we got to go decompress. Yeah. We'll talk to you later and see you next week. Love, Love you, guys. you Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>